Hello. Oh, I still don't know how loud this is. Oh, God. Okay, anyway, welcome to Seeing It This Way. Uh, I'm Jamie, your host, and this is the first podcast I've recorded in Boston, so I'm no longer a Midwestern emo kid. Um, so we have a guest who is from the East Coast, and he's going to introduce himself, because I don't want to. <laughs> Fair enough. My name's Tim. Uh, Tim Gilman is my full my full name. <laughs> what about your <laughs> your middle name? My middle name is Dwayne. <laughs> it's true. Okay. It's true. End of podcast. That's End of it. podcast. Yes, that's me. I'm from, you're back in Boston. I'm from this area of the world originally and uh, live in Somerville. I work at WGBH. I have a radio show on the MIT radio station, WMBR, where I play a lot of sad music, but not of the emo variety, mostly of like the quote unquote indie rock variety, whatever that All means. All sad music is emo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it might as well be, yeah. Also, I work across the street from, across the building from, across the hall from MIT Radio. Oh, really? Yeah, the LGBT side. Anyway. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Oh, weird. Weird. So we're in the same Jeez. building sometimes. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. Anyway, so that's Tim. He plugged his radio show. That's me. I'm just trying to explain that I know something about music because I have a radio show. That's no. my main qualification for being here, aside from knowing you. Also, you have ears and a heart. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You do too. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, imagine if we were just earless. And- <laughs> that would so, be sad. <laughs> anyway, so I talk a lot about how I define emo every time that these happen. So I'm going to let Tim do that, how he defines emo. And I might say a little bit, but I'm just mostly going to let Tim talk about that. How do you define emo, Tim? Yeah, so um, I think in another one, another one of these podcasts you did, somebody alluded to the fact that, like, well, technically emo is, like, emotional hardcore. Oh, fucking Leoria. Yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> which... which I guess it's true. I remember back when I started listening to, like, you know, like, 2000s emo, people mm-hmm. would always be like, well, actually, emo is this. You're no. using it wrong. And then I would actually, like, tell people that. But eventually I just stopped caring about that. Yeah. Uh, for me, emo is more, I would say it's kind of more of this, this kind of emo that we're talking about on this podcast is based more on, like, the scene that it comes from. We were talking mm-hmm. about, like, the suburbs mm-hmm. uh, earlier. And I feel like that's sort of the key the key uh, stage for this kind of music suburban dissatisfaction perhaps yeah so just anything that comes out of that <laughs> <laughs> suburban dissatisfaction <laughs> it yeah. looms large yes yeah that's fair i yeah. think that's a good point i think right this the scene is a really big part of it right mm-hmm. like going to shows or yeah yeah the community around it um yeah we did talk about yeah, suburban you're bored you're probably rich you mm-hmm. probably go to shows you're probably outside of a big city right you know, you're probably kind of have access to instruments or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I we talked about that. Cool. I'm not going to define emo. It's anything sad and everything's emo. Yeah. So. <laughs> anything if you want to define it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For example, Drake is my favorite emo artist. He is. Yeah, exactly. He just is, though. Yeah. He just is. I don't think anybody would... <laughs> would fault you for saying that. Okay. I think that's accurate. Okay. <laughs> um, so the band, the artist and album we're going to talk about. So we went back and forth over which album to do, and I feel more personally connected to this one, which is why we picked it. Yeah. Sorry. That was um, fine. Yeah, but it's uh, Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Um, and it is In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Yep. 
That was a mouthful, but you said it all. I it's, it's a, I thought I'd fuck it up. That album title, I feel like, is very indicative of Toyd and Cambria's <laughs> lyrical approach on this album. It <laughs> is. It is. I have, I have argued with, with people before about Coed and Cambria yeah. as, like, an emo band. Because they're very kind of... They're all over the place a little bit. Oh, you um, know, that, that's what I also wanted to say. Sorry, if we can go back to yeah. defining emo. It's yes. like, to me, it's also, like, the label. So, like, if you're listening to this kind of music in the early 2000s, most of the bands that would, you'd think of as emo were on, like, Vagrant Records, sure. Drive Through Records, yep. and uh, these guys were on uh, Equal Vision Records. Equal Vision, yeah. And I feel like that was also, like, this band was, it was, it's weird to me that this is classified as emo sometimes, because it's, like, there's, like, all these crazy, like, metal guitar yeah, solos and stuff in this album, yeah, but yeah. it's also, like, the lyrics, are, like, one of the lyrics is, I have no luck with girls. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was going to bring that up. Yeah. That line makes me laugh every yeah. single time I listen to so that So I guess song. that makes up the difference. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the, yeah. the lyrics are pretty emo. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I think for me, musically, it matters less than the actual feeling behind it. Um, but I will say, I mean, most emo is generally guitars and, like, kind of the right. typical band yeah. structure. Yeah. Which they have. And then they're all really sad and kind of whiny. So, mm-hmm. whatever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Equal Vision is a little bit. I think like they're more like hardcore bands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, Coen and Cambria, um, yeah, definitely a band that I listened to a lot. I think in ninth grade was my mm-hmm. kind of timeline for that. And then again, I got back into them. I'm just going to give a really, really big fat trigger warning for the rest of this podcast. I'm going to talk about like emotional abuse because the person who emotionally abused me recently, Coen and Cambria was their favorite band. Mm. So I'm going to talk about that a lot. I already warned Tim about it. Um, so just FYI, listeners, like the two of you that are out there listening, this is, <laughs> might get a little heavy, and I apologize, and this is a trigger warning for that. Yeah. So I've recently listened to a lot of Coheed. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing up all that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I've been listening to it a lot again to get rid of those memories, like the attachments to him, because I want to not think about him when I listen to Coheed. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this more in a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's been my new sort of project of like Mm -hmm. undoing that association Yeah, with, especially with this album, because I love this album. Um, and now you associate with making this podcast. That's true. That's true. You're making, you're changing it all up. Working through. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, um, when did you kind of first hear this album, this band, this art, my God, album artist. Album artist. Yeah. So. So, like, it was around, so I didn't have the internet in my house until, like, 2002. What? Which, at that point, I was, like, yeah. beginning to be a sophomore. So, I'm a couple years older than you are, but... You didn't have the internet? I didn't internet. have the internet. I just didn't have it. Like, my parents split up, and my dad had the internet at his apartment, but I wasn't there very often. Whoa. I mean, I saw him a lot, but I was, you know, I lived with my mom most of the week. Your mom like, didn't have the, the internet? She didn't have the internet until she got dial-up what when did I was she in 10th grade. She didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, That's my. not true. She would, uh... <laughs> She Before would, the internet, she, there was nothing. She worked. She worked. She's a teacher, and she would, like, go to the gym. And, right. Yeah. I mean, mom she did stuff. mom stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. She, uh, and, uh, I don't know. So, it wasn't ar- until around then when I was able to actually be on the internet and start, like, like finding this music. And some of my friends who did on the internet were already, like, showing me other bands with this ilk. But one of them mm-hmm. had the first Coheed album, Second Stage Turbine Blade, on the bus, and let me borrow it, play it on my Discman on the bus yes. ride to school. Because I had a long bus ride. It was like 30 or 40 minutes because I was like the first one picked up. And I had to Whoa. take the circuitous route to get to school. Yep. And uh, I, I, just, like, I love that album so much. I thought it was so cool. Um, 
It was, I, I liked, one of the things that drew me in about it was, like, the story aspect, even though retro, retroactively I think the story stuff is kind of silly. It is a little silly, yeah. But uh, at that point I thought it was, like, more about something than just general, like, I'm sad because of a girl or something. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I was I listened to that album in 2002 for the first time, and then, so this one came out a year later, mm-hmm. fall 2003, I think, and I was, yep. like, one of the first albums I was really, really anticipating. Uh, so I drove with uh, some friends. We can talk about this later, but, but <laughs> if, yeah, we'll talk about this. There, I have a, I have a kind of a dumb story about three evils from this album. Yeah, that surrounds me getting this album with two of my friends. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just a band that I probably the first band that I really really like fell in love with in a way, and I would go on their message board. <laughs> it was my first message board experience, That's amazing. and uh, that Does was it still exist. It does not. Well, it's kind of it's kind of weird because the message board was like it was an official message board, and people who joined it for the first few years like it was because they liked the, those first two Coen and Camry albums. With them when when uh, what is it, Good Apollo, Good Apollo Star Apollo, Four? Yeah, people, a lot of people who liked those first two albums were just like, this album kind of sucks. Like <laughs> we don't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you you brought up, you know. I want to hear what you have to say, like, in terms of your personal life with this guy, but, oh, like, God, yeah. brought up the fact that a lot of the lyrics on that album specifically are, like, very misogynist, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be serving the story or not, but, like, there's a lot of lyrics on that album specifically that were, like, just kind of strange. Yeah. And couldn't really support as much. Uh, so, so that board, eventually, like, people were mostly just, like, kind of, like, crapping on Coed and Cambria, and eventually, like, the manager of that band <laughs> and, like, their web presence like, disconnected the board from the website, and they put up a new board that, like, new fans who like the new stuff, oh, like, they joined that board, God. so there's a whole new message where it's weird, it's kind of weird, kind of just, like, thrown off into the internet ether. Holy shit. So we were just, like, on our own island. That's fucked up, actually. <laughs> that's, like, that's some drama I've never heard. It was, it was strange, yeah, it just happened all of a sudden. It, it brought us, uh, yeah, it brought us all closer together in a way, <laughs> Yeah. The board went on the for a long time. Aside. Yeah. And uh, at this point, actually, like, I don't really participate in it as much anymore. The board itself, I think at one point that board that was cast off eventually was ended, but we started a new one, most of the same people, just like a general, hello, we're a message board. But uh, now there's, like, a Facebook group that I'm part of with all these people. And it's, like, it's kind of nice. And, like, Holy shit. For that long? Mm Mm-hmm. That's amazing, actually. And one one of my best friends, actually, now is somebody who was on the board um, who I met after I graduated college, I moved to Somerville, and he was a year younger than me, and he was going to Emerson. And so I was like, hey, we should hang out and grab a drink. And now, he lives in New York now, but he's, he's a real good friend of mine now. I met a lot of friends through him. So. And now they're married. And now they're married. <laughs> yeah. I'm married with, with my friend Scott. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So yeah. I have a lot of really nice things to say about, like, the culture around Coney Cambria <laughs> for me. Like, yeah. growing up, it was very influential. Learned a lot of music from people oh, on that message board. Like, kind of shaped the, the me as being, like, kind of a loner on the internet, but yeah. also, like, being open to meet strangers and stuff. I don't wow. know. Yeah. yeah. So they had a big influence on my life, which is oh why I'm God. excited to talk about this album. Changed your life's trajectory. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a strange way. In a strange way, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that the bus ride story. I think yeah. that's very classic, yeah. like, adolescence. I love <laughs> that. It's like, hey, listen to this album. 
that was how I first heard Newfound Glory Sticks and Stones. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, I remember the dude, he who shall not be named. I'm just going to name him. His name is Logan. Um, Logan also first heard Cohen Cambria on a bus. Yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. It was like on some like little compilation or something. Mm-hmm. You heard hear the crowing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I feel like I actually first heard this album, like I said, in ninth grade. So that was mm-hmm. in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend from honors biology class named Sebastian who just got engaged congrats to Sebastian <laughs> we, don't talk, we don't talk we don't talk anymore but, um, anyway he made me he burned me a CD he burned me the CD mm-hmm. and he drew a Claudio on it with his little like fro which is really yeah. cute and then he burned me another CD that was like a mix of emo songs that included some Coheed songs it was like the most emo CD it was ridiculous it was like Elliot Smith and Dashboard and stuff nice. um <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, was that your way of flirting? I don't know. But anyway. It might have been. Maybe. <laughs> kind of weird. So anyway, so so he burned me that CD, and I listened to it a lot, and I had no idea the story aspect of it. Like, I had yeah. no idea. Because I wasn't, like, in, you know what I mean? Like, in that fandom. And, like, my best friend, Anne-Marie, her, she named her first guitar Ambelina. Oh, yeah. Crowing. Yeah. Um, she no longer listens to emo music, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, <laughs> her old boyfriend, who was in a shitty hardcore band, um made me listen to Second Stage Turn by Turn mm-hmm. Blade, and I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, you're a poser, whatever, because you don't like <laughs> you it. Don't like yeah, and I was like, whatever, <laughs> bro. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then also, yeah, late, recently I listened to, I really like Devil in Jersey City. That's my favorite song mm-hmm. from that album. And there's this whole thing about, like, rape in it. And I was like, yeah. what is this about? And then yeah. Logan, Voldemort Logan, um, <laughs> tried to explain the whole story to me, and I was kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just not really caring still. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this too, like the lyrics on this album are yeah. kind of hard to decipher. They're hard to decipher. And even if you can hear them, and you don't know you what they're hear, saying. Yeah. Like, it, it, they're very like obtuse and kind of yeah. strange. So like, they're just, I feel like this album is actually was perfect. I think for like away messages because there mm-hmm. were just like one line that was a very yeah. biting line. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to use that line in the yeah. context of the whole verse. I don't know, mm-hmm. but this one line is great. Like I'm just going to use it. There's a good phrase in the crowing. Uh, there's a line that I like call it is, is like a heart stained in hate. Yeah. Which I think is like kind heart of like weirdly, weirdly yeah. poetic in a way. It's like a nice turn of phrase, but then you're saying like, the end of it, like, he, it sounds very meaningful, but he's saying, Dear Ambelina, the prize wishes you to watch over me. And, like, it sounds really meaningful, but then when you think about it, it's just like, what, what, is, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean anything unless right. you're really invested in the story. Right. That's, that's yeah. yeah. I'm not. Right. Most people aren't. I'm not, yeah. And I actually, I find that very interesting because, again, I think it's like this kind of rock opera type. Like, it rewards, um, like, like, what's the word, like, rabid fandom, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like buying the comic books mm-hmm. and, like, learning the intricacies of the story and the background and, like, all this thing, like, the stuff that I was like, mm-hmm. of course, I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna listen to this burn CD and that's it. Right. Like, you know? Right. And, and I think it's interesting how I was just kind of like, meh. Like, I still connected to it. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting that, like, I think Kobe and Cambria very much is like, you need to understand the story and a lot of, you know, me and other fans are kind of like, no, we don't really yeah, have to. You don't have to, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to. And I give them yeah. credit for that. Like, they're able to make these albums. Like, I think that was their their goal, obviously, to, like, we're going to have this, like, background in these songs, but also these albums will be, like, still listenable to people who just want to, like, mm-hmm. listen to, like, good rock music and not worry about, like, 
reading the comic books or reading like a novel or whatever. Yeah. They made a novel <laughs> yeah. with one of oh their albums God. too. Whatever. Not even a graphic novel, just a novel novel. Yeah, and I will say The Suffering, just FYI, yeah. that song from Good Apollo and Burning 4 mm-hmm. is the funniest video I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so just FYI, if you haven't seen that video, watch it. It's fucking hilarious. I haven't seen that video. It's so <laughs> funny. You need to watch it later. It's so funny. Also, I think that's a good song. But anyway, yeah. um... There are some good songs on some yeah. of those later albums, I was but forced overall, to to it. yeah, yeah, overall, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so this album though, for me, this was like right, like their album where I was like, this is the album. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about anything later. I didn't really care that much about the, the, the first one. Yeah. So this was like the album that mm-hmm. I kind of would come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course there are certain songs that are more directly kind of I was like, yep. Yeah. And then later on, when I started listening to it again because of Logan Voldemort, um, <laughs> these other songs that I had sort of not super connected to, I like reconnected to them, and I was like, oh, like this is a, an album that flows really well. Yeah. Like I think listening to it from front to end, like it works really well. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time in ninth grade, I wasn't like you know like whole albums are important. Like that wasn't like my mindset. Yeah. And so I think this album again, like now as an adult who cares about the flow of an album like i'm like oh yeah this album flows really well yeah for sure that's inter- that's like a topic for another podcast it's like <laughs> what's the first like album yes. you remember listening to where it's like wow this is a complete album mm-hmm. versus just like i want to hear track number five again right yeah 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 so yeah i think that's again an adolescence is kind of like i think you're less likely to be like this album flow yeah um yeah so i guess if we want to start talking about yeah is that next we're talking about individual songs. styles yes yeah Sure, let's do it. Okay. The Ring in Return. <laughs> wow. The opening one? The interesting the song. So I, and that, that's another thought. I thought that was so cool when I first heard this album because it's like a reprisal of like one part of the end of the song Everything Evil from the first album mm-hmm. has like that little piano part mm-hmm. and the, the Ring of Return is like does that but orchestrally oh and, my god and I remember when I first heard it I was like oh my god this band is so cool like, they're, <laughs> they're referencing their older album and it's just so interesting you're really like, living up to your middle name right yeah Dwayne Dwayne <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's, I, I remember just geeking out on that a lot when that happened that's actually really cool it's cool like, that is they're cool. thematically like, consistent not just with the story, but, like, they're also a, musically. They're a really yeah. nerdy band. Mm-hmm. They're really nerdy. Musically very nerdy. Yeah. So yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I do. I think that's a cool album opener. I definitely, like, used to just, like, skip it, because I was like, meh, it's a two-minute opener. Yeah. But it's definitely, like, a cool song. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you know, it's fine. It's good. And that's, um, it sets the stage. There's, like, the, the end of it, the, it's, like, there's a phone ringing and so many answers, mm-hmm. and then there's almost, like, hello, Apollo, where should I begin? And then it goes <laughs> yeah. right into the yeah, yeah. In Keeping yeah. Secrets, and that, that's, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do think also my, sort of my, my favorite kind of emo, or what I think is a part, an important part of emo, is sort of, like, melodrama. Yeah. Like, being very melodramatic, and I think that this album is, like, purely melodramatic. Yeah. Like, in a very basic way. They like... You know, the more I think about it, it's like they added a layer of drama, like, with the sci-fi story as sort of, like, a manifestation of, like, that melodrama mm-hmm. in their lives, man, if you really think about it. <laughs> but, yeah, when you think about it that way, maybe you don't hate the story as much, but I still yeah. think the story is a little ridiculous. It is, it is, yeah, yeah. for sure, it yeah. is. Um, okay, what's, were you going to talk about the... Oh, and Keeping Secrets, the, the second con- track? Yeah.
you should talk about that one. I I, I don't really... I don't remember what I was going to say. When I was oh. listening to this album again, well, f- which, first of all, like, I hadn't listened to this album in a long time. Like, I still listen to Second Stage Turbine Blade, like, a couple times a year, because I like it a lot. But I haven't listened to this one in years, and then you, when you wanted to do it, I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I went home, and I listened to it a few times on, like, my stereo at home. And I, it's like you were saying this earlier, too. Like, I remember, like, all the words, mm-hmm. or a lot of the words. I remember a lot of the different parts of the song. Mm-hmm. So it was very surreal. But, like, this, this, this song, and Keeping Secrets, I didn't really connect with as much. I thought that was, like, you know, it's setting the stage for the album, but also for, like, the story part of it. Like, the chorus, it's another thing where it's sung very passionately, but what are they singing? Like, what are they? Yeah. your own jackhammer. Your own jackhammer. Yep. Yeah, I was going like, to say, what? I'm reading the lyrics right yeah, now, and I'm like, yeah. I didn't know these lyrics. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I was telling Tim earlier that, so coming back to this album within the past few years, like, I was, it was one of those songs where I'm like, oh, I probably skipped the song, and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, no, I, like, know, like, a lot of these yeah. words-ish. Yeah. So, no, I do like the song. The song is super epic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, will they be buried here among the dead? <laughs> um, I do think the chorus is quite catchy. I mean, I like Claudio's voice a lot. Yeah. A lot, yeah. a lot. Um, you know, he talks about, oh, my God, where's the stupid... For you, I do anything. Cut the throats of Cuts babies. Cut the throats of babies. <laughs> Cut the throats of babies. Cut the throats of babies for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say this album is pro-choice. <laughs> so that makes me like it more. Or maybe that's go. like feet aside. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. That's hilarious. That's yeah. a really funny line. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> This is, again, we were talking about, too, like, <laughs> certain lines stand out, and then when you go back and listen and you look up lyrics, you're like, holy shit. What? Yeah, what is happening? These are the, what lyrics? Is, what are the lyrics? Also, it's qualified as, according to Wikipedia, prog metal and prog rock, which yeah. makes sense. I get yeah. it. But also, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not really going to talk about cuts marked in the Me neither. I think that song is fine. I, I think remember. it's a fine song, but it's like it's like a pretty well done, just like standard pop song. Yeah. With like some middle guitars here and there. Yes. But yeah. now we're getting into the meat because the next one, two, three, four, five, six songs. Probably all like, of them, to be honest. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. For me, the next six or seven songs are like the songs. Yeah. Um, and it gets very more like parts of them are a little more poppy in a way that I think is like very mm-hmm. appealing. And then some of them are just really like crazy. Um, so obviously three evils embodied in love. Now you can tell your story. Oh yeah. So this again with the uh, with the impassioned lyrics or the impassioned singing. <laughs> My roommate's just like moving her AC out of her room, which I also have to do. <laughs> <laughs> What's the brand of that air conditioning? We can have like this break is provided by DeLonghi. DeLonghi air conditioner. It's big, but it has wheels. It's by big. DeLonghi. It's big and has wheels. It yeah. looks heavy. So if you want that. Um, yeah, so that that song I think that's a great song anyway. Like it's a really fun song. Oh, it's so fun. But also, yeah, so it ends it ends with the uh, so so when I bought this album. I bought it with uh, two of my friends, my friends Brian and Katie, and uh, Brian was the one who was at a license, so he drove us to Newberry Comics, near where I grew up, Newberry Newberry Comics Comics. in Bellingham, Massachusetts, which is near where I grew up, I think it was Bellingham, 
And uh, so we each bought a copy, and then we were listening to it on the way back to his house, and we were listening to Three Evils. First of all, Brian is a very nervous guy, and he had his car, <laughs> but he didn't want to, like, get an accident, so he's driving on, like, the right hand, the rightmost lane and on the yep. highway going, like, 40 miles per hour, <laughs> like, a 65-mile-per-hour yeah. zone, yeah. and the whole time it's just like... I want to get this album, but we can't go any faster because he's, he's a nervous guy. But, uh, but yeah, so we were driving back listening to it. We were all, like, quiet because we wanted to, like, pay respect listening to the album, you know? But uh, pay respect, during, yeah. during, uh, three, To the babies whose throats he's Yeah. We didn't, you know, we didn't react to that. We reacted <laughs> no. to uh, Three Evils at the end where he keeps repeating, pull the, pull trigger, the trigger and, and the, the nightmare, nightmare stops. stops. Yeah. He said it like you know several times, and then we were just like, "Wait, is he saying? Is he like? Right? Is he advocating for suicide? For homicide or suicide? Well, yeah, I mean, yes. I never even thought. Oh, maybe really? that's bad for me to. to maybe that's, that shows <laughs> you where my suicide. mind's at. But I, 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 I always assumed it meant suicide. Email. Yeah. Yeah. Self-deprecation. Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I know, and I was going to say, I think this song and a few other ones are very good car songs. I was yeah. going to say, they're really fun to listen to in the car. Yeah. Um, good sing-alongs. And I actually sort of have a short, I forgot, I sort of have a short story about this song. Yeah. Wait, do I? Okay, well, no, I was going to say, yeah, Pull the Trigger and the Nightmare Stops. Um, that, that, so when I was in high school, I would listen to this album while writing papers. Mm-hmm. And if I was ever like had writer's block, I would just type, pull the trigger and the nightmare stops over and over on my yeah, paper yeah. to just like get my mind to like, I don't know, mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah. So I remember one time I almost submitted a paper that just said pull the trigger and the nightmare stops. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, they're going to call the fucking like my parents. <laughs> this will be so bad. So I just wrote it in like 72 font. Just over oh, and wow. over to like, just like as a thing to do. But that worked. Sometimes you get your mind out of yeah. The, or I was probably writer. just in a bad mood, and I was yeah. like, I don't want to write this, and I was whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was a line that also yeah. I use it in away messages yep. and in papers. Yeah. So that was probably bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. I yeah. love this song. Oh, and okay, here's another story about L- Logan. Um, also, wait, does this one where it kind of goes up an octave? Who cares? Um, no, I care. What is what part are you thinking of? I don't remember. I just I like the the I think it's the bridge. Why do we kill with the innocent walking away? Yeah, I'll fire on. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to use also. You'll listen to reason while you're face down in the. Oh yeah. You listen to reason while you're face down in the dirt. I love that line. While you're yeah. face down in the dirt. Okay, that's great. So yeah. yeah. So after Logan, you know, was being very, very emotionally abusive to me mm-hmm. and like, I, then he, whatever, he like ignored me and I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm mm-hmm. like so mad and so upset and I sent him an angry video. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's fine. No closure. You vlogged there. about it. I vlogged about it. Just to him though. Just to him. Um, but so I started writing angry poems mm-hmm. and all of them, it was all on the theme, like all of the, all of the, the names of the angry poems were Coed and Cambria lines. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, so one of them, the, it was called Sever the Limbs Off His Torso and Sleep. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and yeah. Sever the Limbs Off His Torso and Sleep. 
That oh, is man. a line that I, again, had never noticed before until I looked at the lyrics and I was like, holy shit, that yep. is so dark. Yep. I love it. Like, yep. I want to sever the limbs off his torso <laughs> while he's sleeping. Like, that was so, I was like, I relate to this line right now. They just throw it in there, too. They <laughs> sever his limbs off his torso, torso while he's sleeping. It's very quick. It's a very quick part. Yeah. Sever limbs off torso. It's like, so I thought that was really, it was like, A, funny, and B, I was like, dang, that's yeah. so dark. Yep. Back to the hell where you've come from. And it's just all, but it's all a very, it's like a very catchy song, which is a very mm. classic emo, like very dark lyrics, yeah, but a very yep, catchy song. Yep. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's Were you going to read the poem? No. You should nope, read the poem. I will not read the poem. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the next level. I don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, totally. But I did, it was an angry poem called Seven Loves Loves of Torso and Sleep. And there's a few other ones I'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of lines I've used. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I fucking love this song. The song is so good. Yep. And they always have a good final few lines. Yeah. <laughs> that they repeat a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. They drive the point home. They drive the, the point home. The nightmare stops. Now you know. Yeah. The nightmare stops when you pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Audience. And then, and then that song ends, like, it kind of, like, fades out. There's some other stuff going on. Then you just hear, like, this really loud screaming noise. I don't great. really like that scream, but... <laughs> well, so that's that. I was doing more research into this, not research, but like incidentally reading about parts of the story. And I guess the crowing is about like the awakening of uh, the Claudio character in the mm. story. It's like, oh wow, like I have like this side of me that like can like kind of wreak havoc. I think that screaming is supposed to be like him awakening. Mm. Also, I think this, I mean, most emo albums are misogynistic, like low key or high key. Sure. I think this album might be low key misogynistic. Low key? Too. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Yeah. There's but one yeah. line later where he says, die white girls, die white girls. Well, fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but the crowing, though, I think the crowing is very interesting. Yeah. That goes into the crowing. Mm-hmm. You were my favorite. You were my favorite. Ugh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> he also just about severed my ties to shroud this body. Yeah. He loves the word sever. sever. It's a good word. It is. Sever. It is. And of course, I just, yeah, I really like, I think my, like the longer songs on this, when they kind of like switch gears or switch melodies, like I'm really into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Jira and Bolina part, I really like mm-hmm. all those parts. I also, like... I will kill you all. Yeah, I will kill you all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will kill you. Oh, it's mm-hmm. good. Very triumphant. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> more towards the middle. It goes into like the really, really, really like metal riffing, and he says, mm-hmm. "Pray you're not the only mm-hmm. one." Pray you're not the only one. That part is so good. I yeah. That part. Yeah, I think yeah, this was a song that Logan felt immediately attached to. Oh, no. Should have known he's yeah, Damn. the worst. I know. But, um, yeah, and then, I, like I said, my best friend, Anne-Marie, her named her guitar Ambelina, mm-hmm. and then she never played it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, <laughs> that's fair. Which apparently is representative of her feelings towards this kind of music at this point. It's true. She, she grew doesn't out listen of, to emo anymore. She grew so out of it, which is very She doesn't offensive. play her guitar named after an emo song. No. It only makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it's all very upsetting. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, the crowing, though, I feel like I used to, when I was younger, would skip it sometimes. I don't yeah. know why. I guess because it's long. It's long. So, but I like it a lot now. Like, I just like it. I think it's a good song. That's but, good. But Blood Red Summer is so fun. Faint white figures paint my sleep. Please don't tell my secrets. Keep them hidden. You got it, you got it, you got it. 
my it's, god. It's cool that they do so many, like, they go from a song like that to just, like, kind of a fun pop song. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Even though, like, the phrase blood red summer is just, like, <laughs> to me it's just, like, I'm murdering everybody. It's mm -hmm. a blood red summer. Mm -hmm. But again, like, the contrast of, like, the violence. Yes. The violent imagery and the poppy music. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's, like, a really big theme in emo music. Like, mm -hmm. when I did the follow-up podcast, we talked about that a lot. Yeah. It's, like, very dark, a lot of, like, mm -hmm. imagery of, you know, plane crashes or whatever, and then it's, like, the, like, most, it's, yeah. like, the most catchy, upbeat thing. Yeah. Which I really like. When you did the, uh, the transatlanticism one, too, I guess this mm -hmm. is a part of the podcast where we plug earlier episodes <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Listen to other episodes of seeing it this way, they're good. Uh, but you're talking about nah. about how Ben Gibbard is good at that too. And I he think is. the song that for me like represents the most is the sound of settling. Yes. Because that's like a great poppy song, but the lyrics yes. are just like yeah. brutal. Depressing. Very depressing. <laughs> yeah. Ben Gibbard is particularly good at that. Yeah. yeah. Like very depressive, specifically depressing mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah. Through very catchy mm -hmm. and immediate pop yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. But this song so Logan hates the song because he thinks it's the most poppy in an annoying way. Uh -huh. And meanwhile, this is one of my favorite songs for that same reason. Mm -hmm. I think it's super fun. I mostly can hear what he's saying. <laughs> and I think it's so, it's, it might be my favorite chorus. Yeah. And then also the last line, the what did I do to deserve, mm -hmm. with the like, whoa. Yeah. I think I love that. What did I do to I love that. I used to also write that. I mean, that's just that's another one. Yeah. Maybe what did I do to deserve this? What yeah. did I do to deserve this? Classic <laughs> line. That is like truly, if I could just like email music in one line, it would be that. Yeah. What did I do to deserve this? Woe is me. Woe is me. <laughs> what did you do to deserve this, Claudio? Probably something. <laughs> yes, I would imagine you're not totally <laughs> blameless in no, this. No. <laughs> that is the thing. Email music, is, I feel like, is misogynistic because it's like, they're very like, woe is me, and like, they can be sort of self-deprecating, but also yeah. still I feel like are kind of like blaming the mm -hmm. woman girl for a lot of things. Yeah. Where it's like, you were probably an asshole. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But this song is so, I just, I love all of it. Yeah. There's a lot of like, little background, like, kind the of singers. The woes in the background is good. Also, like this, this song, um, it was so different from like I still like love Second Stage Turbine Blade, their first album. And for me, listening to this, I was surprised that I liked this song so much because it was like, <laughs> kind of different. Yeah. And the album as a whole, I think this album is more polished, like production-wise, than sure. the first album. Yeah. I still think the first album sounds good, but in a different way. This one is more like kind of like has more machine to mm -hmm. it. And that, this song especially, like, this and Favorite House Atlantic were just like, oh my god, like, these songs, like, yeah, they sound like pop songs, like, you could hear on the radio, but well, they're still, like, weird. Yeah. They're still ways. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Lyrically, they're kind of still weird and dark, yeah. and it's still just so weird. Um, but yeah, no, I think, 
I think that's a typical, again, emo trajectory of like first album is kind of lo-fi, sort of unpolished. Yeah. And then second one is like a little bit more polished yeah. and then it keeps going and people are like, they sold out or like whatever. <laughs> and it's like, no, they just got yeah. better producers. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got kind of somewhat popular. We can afford to do a better studio now. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid. And I wonder actually, because I don't really know, this is only based on the one fanboy opinion of him disliking this song, but I wonder, is this like a generally disliked song? I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think most people I know who like voting I really like this song. It's a good song. They should. Yeah. And I do, I do, I feel like the lyrics, I like, I really like that when the answer that you want is in the question that you state. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a very profound yeah. kind of question, like yeah. chorus, considering yeah. that it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. in the Come what may, come what may. I like that because yeah. like, well, then you should uh, accept criticism. That's <laughs> yeah. like when, uh, when people will ask a question on the internet and in, like a Facebook post or something that people will snarkily re- like reply with like, let me Google that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I just love that idea of like, like the question you're asking reveals so much about you. Yeah. Like in a very snarky way. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's really, it's, it was, yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. And yeah. So that's a great song. And then... Now we get into the all three Camper Valorium one two and three. Which first of all is it Camper Valorium or Valorium Camper? Because I remember when I bought what? this. What? Oh, no, it's, it's it's Camper Valorium. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. It's yeah. Camper Valorium. <laughs> but uh, so when I when I bought the album, I remember I think like the it, it had like a like a it was like in a jewel case, but the jewel case was inside like a slip case. Like uh-huh. you know how like Deja Antonio there is like the little astronaut cutout. Yep. Yeah. So. Koei one had that too and like it had the track list on the back of the slip case but also on the jewel case mm-hmm. and one of them said camper valorium one said valorium camper wow it's very confusing I'm, if, I'm, if i'm remembering that right there was definitely some instance where something said one something said the other yeah, that so sounds that right. was like a lot of confusion about what is what are these songs called yeah. nobody knows that's also a very classic problem of like i mean you don't understand this because you know the internet but like <laughs> <laughs> The whole, like, downloading from, like, yeah. like, it's like, what is the name of the song? Is that the real name? Yeah. Like, it was a lot of that. Or rip, ripping it onto iTunes mm-hmm. and, like, the, the Grace Note CD database, yeah. whatever info, like, iTunes would pull from would sometimes, whoever entered it would get it wrong. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you yeah. have to change it yourself. Because when you say Valorium Camper, that also sounds right to me. Yeah. So I've probably seen that somewhere, too. Yeah, that I don't know. I think fair. the Camper Valorium is supposed to be a ship. But, yeah, I also don't know what that is. But so. the uh, this the, the way it is, it seems like it's almost like using like the Spanish language as a guide, where it's like noun adjective instead of adjective noun. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. I would think it'd be Valorium Camper because like Valorium is describing the camper versus sure. like yeah, you know, like I don't know. I don't know what Valorium is or Camper either. <laughs> I think it's a spaceship in this weird world that Claudio Sanchez has created. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the thing of parts is that was the first song I listened to after you said you wanted to do this. It's like it might be my favorite song. Yeah. And I was listening to it on these really crappy, like, iPod headphones, like the, like, or iPhone, whatever, like, Apple gives you when you buy an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't really, it sounded, like, so cheesy to me. But then I listened to it at home, it sounded a lot, like, I don't know, it sounded a lot better. The the music sounded a lot stronger. But, uh, yeah. some of the lyrics are kind of goofy. Like, I'll touch it if, I, if you ask me to, but, but how, how is, is up, up to you? you? I'll touch it if you ask me to, but how is up to you? 
that. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. I but. hope it's like, I don't know. As a sex educator, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's fine. I'll touch it if you ask me to, but how is up to you? Okay, so I guess you, right? I could see that as being like a sex positive thing. Like yeah, it's about sort communication. of. Right, consent. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about that at all. Probably not. I don't know what this is about. Um, I don't know what this is about either. No. You were so well behaved. Yeah, actually, no, this is, I, I really like this song a lot, and, um, so, okay, so I'm looking at these, these poems okay. I wrote, Seven Limbs Off His Torso and Sleep, oh, that's actually from the first album, Yeah, I have one called Will You Fuck Me Back Home, which is from, <laughs> Devil in Jersey City, yeah, Devil in Jersey City, yeah. oh, and I have one called have one Face called Down Face in, the, in dirt, the Dirt, which yeah. is from Blood Red Summer, uh, from Three Evils, right, oh, sorry, Three Evils, yeah. whatever, yeah, oh, whatever. and then Did Somebody Take Your Tongue, yeah, Okay, mm. so those are all. That's from this one, right? Did somebody take your yep, time? Yep, yeah. yep. Did somebody take your time? Did somebody take your time? Okay, so those are all my poem names. <laughs> those are great um, poem names, actually. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, so this this song, I learned this on guitar like a month ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it was a song where I was like, I want to learn this. I'm angry and whatever. <laughs> um, so I I feel like I really like the song, and I think it's like really. Um, I don't know why it, like, makes me, I feel like this, like, Claudia's being very, um, like, kind of like a fucking asshole to this person. Yeah. Like, whoever he's singing to or about, he, like, mm. does not feel, like, happy about. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. And I just feel like I, like, very much related. Okay, so did, did somebody take your tongue? This is specifically related to when I tried to talk to Logan about, like, the weird abusive shit he did. Yeah. He was like, I have nothing to say. And that yeah. was, like, the worst thing yeah. that he could have ever said to me. Like, that upset me more than anything else he'd mm -hmm. ever done. Because I was like, all I want from you is, like, communication. And you're like, well, I have nothing to say about it. So was it. he just, was he, like, very, like, emotionally, like, with, like absent, basically? Yeah, emotionally. Um, no, he was kind of, like, um, oh, sorry. Like, withholding. He was very yeah. withholding. Um, like, we slept together, and he was very, he, like, made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was kind of weird sexual things, too. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. like, a bad, like, he was, like, lied to me about a lot of things, about how he was, like, feeling and stuff. And yeah. and it was really bad. Like, he just made me feel like shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, knew that I felt like shit and, like, didn't care. Yeah. For, like, a long time. Yeah. So then I was like, um, can we talk about this? And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> so anyway. So, Never. yeah. I hate him a lot. And so then did somebody take your tongue? I'm always like, yeah. You don't, you don't talk to him anymore, right? I would no, assume. we don't talk. He's ignored me. A long me. time ago. April. April. Oh, okay. Ignored me since April. Okay. I know this is raw. It's yeah. new. Yeah. Anyway, but this song has helped me a lot though. Like yeah. learning the song guitar and playing it and like listening to it, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Um. So this song means a lot to me. Somebody did take your tongue. Somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm not gonna let you get up if you struggle willingly. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a pretty rough song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who taught these tricks that made you were so well behaved? Man, yeah, you're 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 uh, you're you're good at picking out good lyrics. This song, <laughs> this, for this song, what stuck out to me the most was was more of like a musical thing where I thought that like the bridge of this song is yes. so long. There's I like, like the bridge three or a four lot. different parts of it. It's good. It's really, really cool. Like it. But it's like it's a very strange decision to make. But if it's cool, they did that. Like yeah. A it's lot of it's good, but it's it's there's a lot of bridge there. <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot of bridge. I was, I was listening to it, I was like, oh my god! And then uh, I, I remember, like on the first album, there was a song I like called "June Song Provision," and that song doesn't have a chorus. 
It just doesn't have a chorus, which I was like, wait, there's no chorus in this song. That's weird. Most of these songs have choruses. It's true. So it's like kind of cool. They do some weird stuff like that sometimes. Yeah, play with the structure. Yeah. But their chor- I will say generally their choruses on this are always yeah. very like catchy and like, mm-hmm. a lot of, very repetitive. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like the bridge. And this is a little bit of like an octave change. It's like, if the world stops turning, go, you better not stop when I say. Yeah. And then it's like, if there was nothing you could do to stop it, why'd you try? Why'd you try? I know, I love that part. I love yeah. that part. There was nothing you could do to stop it. Why'd you try? dies alone mm-hmm. that like drawn out like alone oh. yeah i fucking also that song has cowbell does it yeah okay i think I one of that. one of the verses i remember i saw them play this and somebody was playing cowbell during it too <laughs> and one of the, you can hear it and i forget if it's the first verse or second verse but you can hear it like doo, doo. i mean you know what a cowbell i don't yes. need to i can't do a good no. uh, impression of what a cowbell don't. sounds like with no my mouth can. Yeah. No one can. No. But yeah, that's a bonus part of that song. Look <laughs> yeah, for, that's Look great. for the cowbell next time. Okay, noted. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, yeah, that bridge just kills me the whole part. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it might be my favorite part of the whole. But yeah, it's cool. It's really it's cool. It's really, really, really good mm-hmm. and powerful. So, yeah, there's my faint of hearts. That, mm-hmm. that song means the most to me right now. Lucky for you, you liked it so much, it's only part one of the three I part. know, thank God. <laughs> Two more parts. Two more parts. The second part is... Uh, they get darker and weirder yeah. as they go on. Locked, silent, in a soft lullaby. Panic stirred me awake by a ringing phone in time where... Second part, I can't even think. Of, is it called "Back End of Forever"? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. I don't like I that one as much. That that's that's the one with I have no luck with girls, and then it ends with <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I would never no hurt again. Yeah, it's so funny. Musically, I think it's a little bit not as catchy as yeah. the other ones. Right. Um, write this down in your diary of abuse. Sorry, I there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one's a little misogynist. Do I scare her? Do I scare her? Yeah. yeah. Do he do scare her? He's weird. <laughs> yeah. You have no luck with girls because you're a fucking creepy weirdo. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of, I know it's a little... Whatever. I overheard that you... Yeah. This feels a little personal where it's like... It seems like it's literally right out of his diary. In yeah. kind of an uncomfortable way. Like, not like a fun way. It's like... Yep. Yep. Yeah. For He's sure. He's leading trust into a relationship that makes no sense. Over and Over out. Over and out, Connecticut. Which is like, what? Like, <laughs> that, that's another one that really sticks yeah. out. It's like, what is that Relax. about? Over and out, Connecticut? Yeah. Like... I don't know. Oh, and then I remember on the message work, we were like, oh, Connecticut is the name of this thing. Oh, God. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we're not, not going to be able to fit this in. The story is kind of <laughs> bullshit, and it's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that is true. Like, I, I like this song. It's it's pretty dark, and I, I like it, but I will say my favorite part is, is just the ending. Yeah. Where it kind of repeats, like, Yeah. Yeah. 
nice. It's a nice way to end a song that yeah. is not the nicest song, but it's a nice <laughs> way to end it. Yeah, I, I think again, but the, the one and two and three all flow together, and like I, I. I mean, I can listen to Faint of Hearts alone. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I can't listen to two without three, and I couldn't listen to yeah. three without two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like three is an immediate, mm-hmm. you know, connection to two. Yeah. It's yeah, that's I mean it's it definitely like has that sound to it too. Like it's like yeah. probably like the most like mm-hmm. intense song on the album. Al the Killer or whatever. Is that yeah, what Al the Killer. Yeah, okay. that's what it's called. And, <laughs> and there is like during the like the verses in that song, there is he doubles up his vocals like he's singing, but also like in the background there is like mm-hmm. somebody with like a monster voice like where you're giving star. And it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, this one actually. Be careful me. not to wake them. <laughs> They're sleeping. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're like an evil person in like a musical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, one time this song, I think I was sort of like resting or something, and the lights were off, and I think I was like half-assed listening, or something happened where like this song came on, and I was literally like terrified. Mm-hmm. Like I was like jarred awake, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the song actually <laughs> has scared me before. It's a scary song. But of course, but then also in like the bye bye world part, like mm-hmm. at the end, again at the end, it's just become super catchy and very repetitive, yeah. like bye bye. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Bye bye world, okay. And what's die white girls? Yeah, I like I like the end. I like what's how does the bridge go? Like the killing is all done when the heroes are none or something like that. So the heroes play dumb. Killing's no fun when the heroes are not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Killing's no fun when heroes are Like, that's intense. A lot I don't of, know. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of killing, a lot of, yeah. That's, that's more of a story one. It's like, okay, we just, they killed all the heroes, that's not good. Yeah, I feel like I don't even really want to unpack the lyrics that much. Because it's just like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't want to. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to. We don't need to. We don't need to. <laughs> it's not important. But one, two, and three, yeah, it gets darker over, mm. you know, they get a little longer, I think. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I, the thing about, so on this album and most of their other albums, they have songs that are just like, you know, part one, two, three, mm-hmm. sometimes they go up to like part five. And with this one... Seems I didn't really, yeah, like, you could just <laughs> call those songs, like, what they're called without the Camper Valorium part right. of it, and I wouldn't have really known the difference. Oh, yeah, no, between, yeah, yeah especially, I would say, again, between Faint of Hearts and the other two, there's nothing connecting them. Right. At least not that I, like, outwardly realized. Yeah. So, why? Yeah. Maybe. Like, I'm sure there's, you know, there's some, there's gotta be a story-related reason, but again, like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. To all the listeners who care a lot about that story, sorry, sorry, it's probably great. Fuck you. I just, it's probably great, but fuck you. You're a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
I hope that you enjoy it a lot because it's nice to enjoy stuff. But uh, yeah, that's it's, true. Didn't that's do true. anything for us. That's sorry. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to nice. like it so much, but then as I got older, I was like, oh, this seems like kind of bullshit. I just listen to the songs. It's fine. Don't yeah. need to have to be a whole thing. It's very fine without my wife. Yeah. Even my roommates in the background, oh, they're being so loud. Sorry. They're laughing at how funny we are talking about coding and camera. We are the funniest. Yeah. We're very funny. Okay. <laughs> and then after all these like very dark, weird songs, now there's like the hit. Mm-hmm. The hit that was on the radio. I heard yeah, this song this was on, on the radio. radio. This was probably technically the first Cody and Cambria song I heard mm-hmm. because I heard it yeah. on K Rock or something. This is a good intro. Should I do a drum roll? To what the song is called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I heard this song on camera. Oh, it was yeah. popular. It had a silly music video. I'm, of course, talking about. Atlantic. I was, like, when I literally said, I was like, oh, we have to talk about that popular one. What's it called? Yeah. <laughs> Tim's like, favorite Atlantic. It's the one that everybody knows. Yeah. Right, the one that everybody knows. That's a great song. Good Eye Sniper, I'll shoot you run. That's a great line. Good Eye Sniper, you know, I'll shoot you run. That's yeah. just fun to sing. <laughs> yes, I did definitely, I mean, I got sick of the song, so I was like, you know, whatever, like, I don't want to hear it anymore. But it's definitely super catchy. I really did like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense why it was, like, popular, mm-hmm. like, their hit. Um, I think it's, it mostly fits with the rest of the album. I will think, I do think it's a little bit, like, somehow lighter yeah. than the rest of the album. Even Three Eagles and Blood Red Summer, maybe this is because of, like, the context of the song. Yeah. But it feels like it's sort of a little bit doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Like, a smidge, I'm like, oh. Yeah. There aren't any, like, brutal, like, no. one-liners. It's light throughout. Yeah. It's light throughout. Although I, I remember, I remember somebody interpreted the line like "face step step down" as being like somebody like cutting off somebody's face. Why? But I think that might be a stretch. <laughs> I don't know stretch. why. I didn't interpret it that. I just remember somebody else said that, like trying to tie it into the story again. I think that's a stretch. Probably not. I don't know what that line means though. Like, like I don't know what calling all cars means. Right. Yeah. I don't know what anything means. I don't know yeah. what anything means. You stand by your Yeah, this is definitely, there's, there aren't as many heavy lines in this one, no. but it's definitely true. Mm-hmm. It's very just, like, t- normal, kind of sad, mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. I think someone's chasing them, that's what I was going to say. Oh, bye-bye, beautiful, don't bother to write. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good away message line. Bye-bye, beautiful, don't Yeah, bye-bye, <laughs> yep, that was a very classic one. Yeah. Maybe now you want to kill me in the act of what could maybe save us from sleep or what we are. Yeah. That's a little bit. I don't know. It's a little overwrought. It's true. <laughs> but the word kill is in there. That's true. That's a, that's a connecting yeah. thread. A lot of killing in the South. A lot of killing. <laughs> a lot of killing. Um, yeah, no, the Bye Bye Beautiful, that was like everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was yep. so everywhere. Yep. Even Good Eye Sniper, I'll shoot you wrong. Which is like, why would you quote that? Right. Good Eye Sniper, you know I shoot. 
back. It, it, <laughs> again, it just sounds it sounds great. It the sounds way he good. sings it, it just sounds awesome. Like it you want you want to sing along. It sounds so meaningful, even though it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, and like, and he's great yeah. at that. Claudio Sanchez, he's really good at that. Yes, yeah, yeah. and and even recently, last year at a party, my friend did like a karaoke game to this song, mm-hmm. which was really funny because no one funny. can really sing like him. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't sound that good. You, you just have to sound like put on, nervous. yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of nasal, kind of whiny, but yeah. like when anyone else does it, it just sounds like not good yeah. <laughs> or like <Yeah>. just goofy. <laughs> so that was really funny. I was like, I wonder if anyone sounds good singing mm-hmm. a cover of something from this album. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Especially Rush. this song. Rush would do if you put any Cambrian cover. Okay. <laughs> That, I remember when that was one thing that people talked about on the message board was like, oh, they sound a lot like Rush. Oh my because god! Because Rush's lead singer also has that same. Oh, like, Getty Lee, yeah. yeah the Getty message board is coming same. back. It's coming back. That's so funny. That's all I had. I had to justify that because you didn't look very interested in my Rush comment. So I, had to, <laughs> I had to justify why. So no, I know. I was like, eh, whatever. No, Rush. Whatever. Rush is old. Prague. It's fine. They, they Rush did some rushy things back then. They were fine. I don't. I love the song Working Man. We can, that's not talking about working. Yeah, we're not talking about Rush. I don't, I'm fine with Rush, but we're not talking about Rush. Also, okay, the next few songs, I don't remember at all. Okay. So you have to talk about them? Okay, so the next two songs, <laughs> the, the the first song, The Light in the Glass, is the one that... This is verbose. ...supposedly ends the album. You think it ends the album. But he doesn't. But it doesn't. This is a really dark song. It's a dark song. Going from fucking Favorite House Atlantic. Yeah. Well, the, this, this song, song is very gentle. Like, it builds up in intensity. But, like, the beginning, it's, like, very nice, like, pleasant, calming, like, guitar riff. There's, like, something that, to me, sounds like a pan flute or something near the beginning. <laughs> it's probably, like, a synthesizer, like a weird mm-hmm. synthesizer setting. Did I Like, it's, it's a very nice, pleasant song. Uh, it builds up in intensity for sure. Um, I like the song a lot. There's not really a specific part that I can think of. There's one part where he just keeps saying liar, liar, liar over mm-hmm. and over in like a really high-pitched voice, which is kind of creepy. Liar, 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 liar. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of family, weird family stuff in yeah, this one. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't like hearing... Not that I don't like it, it just that makes me very emotional, yeah. family stuff. Mm-hmm. So, reading these, I'm like, ugh, mm-hmm. maybe that's why I blocked it out. Yeah, fair <laughs> so enough. It's like, where is it? Your father's daddy passing the cigarettes oh, yeah. and we're crying. Yeah. I mean, true to life, so. Mm-hmm. Your father's dad, say about your mother and your brother, the whole family. The whole, it's everybody's here. there. Everyone's here in this <laughs> Probably dead or dying or trying to kill. <laughs> More yep. killing. Kill or be killed, spill the words from your mother. I should probably give this song another chance. It's a good song. It's. I used to skip it a lot when it came out because I thought it was, I got kind of bored with it. And exactly. then listening to it again, I felt like it was more interesting musically. Okay. Fine. And but, what's uh, the, last one? the last one is 2113. 
that's the actual last song on the album. I don't remember this one. Oh no, really? That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a very blatant Rush reference. Which no, is no, what, no. I, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna. That's the last time I mentioned. No, okay. I do know that. R U S H. I know that is a yeah, Rush reference. Yeah. No, I'm sure you knew it. But <laughs> I don't want to talk about Rush. You don't talk about. No, Rush. don't talk about Rush. So. But yes, it is a Rush reference. <laughs> Don't talk about Rush. No. Um, yeah. Um, oh, God. This with, one's also family and like... Yeah, that's another really long one. Oh, jeez. But this that song is... That song has a lot of like references to to the first album, too. Like, they do the riff, the guitar riff from Time Consumer from the first album, like, halfway through. And they okay. end it with, uh, the, like, the melody from the hidden track on the first album. So there's a lot of stuff for the super fans, which, again... For me, I was like, oh my god, like, their their albums are so, like, <laughs> like they always, like, call back to their first, like, those melodies, and it's like, so excited for what would come next, like, hearing everything be tied together. But, uh, this song is great. I think it's really great musically. I think that the first verse has some of Claudio's best singing. Mm. He, he does, uh, he sings a lyric that's also, like, weird and violent, like, like she'll kick and she'll fight or something like Ugh, that. Yeah. But he sings it, <laughs> he sings it, like, his voice sounds incredible. Like, he, that's, like, the highest range he hits, I think, on the album, and it sounds so good. Maybe I'll maybe if I edit this I'll put it in. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Put it in here. Fine. Well she uh, for your mercy. Yeah. This is the thing, I feel like it's kind of jar it's very jarring mm-hmm. to not really think of the melody and then you read the lyrics to a couple Yeah. Song. Yeah. When you read the lyrics you're like, What the fuck? This is must this be so disturbed. Yeah. 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 Claudia's very disturbed, like what is going on? <laughs> and then you listen to it and you're like, Oh. <laughs> right. Maybe not for some of these songs, but like a lot of them it's like, oh, this isn't what I assumed it would sound like. Right. This song sounds kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will listen to those final two songs at a later yeah. date. Yeah. I recommend it. Those are cool songs, but they're okay. definitely, you need to commit to them. Right. You need to commit to them for sure. And so as we, someone who likes pop music a lot, mm-hmm. it's hard for me at this juncture in my life <laughs> to, to commit, commit to a nine minute. To commit to a nine minute song. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like Runaway or something. Oh, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> I like Runaway a lot. Everyone likes Runaway. That's not true. Oh, what? Everyone should like Runaway. I was talking to my friend uh, who's who I met from the board recently. And he, he hates Runaway. He hates the uh, the end of it. He's like, why is this last three minutes here? What? He shouldn't Which, be your friend anymore. I, I, I told him, like, he, he, he thinks it's bullshit, but I, like, I told him how I think it's, like... I think what actually happened is, like, he's singing stuff. You know what he's saying. He's, like, afraid to sing it, so he obscures it with, like, lots of auto-tune and, like, other vocal effects. And I think that's, like, kind of cool. Yeah, like, that's cool all this and purposeful. St- yeah. And, ew, right. that's annoying. That's a bad opinion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I'm very in defense of auto-tune is what I'm going to say. But gotcha. Especially when Kanye does auto-tune, because mm-hmm. he's doing it for reasons. Anyway, this is not a Kanye sing. podcast. <laughs> okay, so... I would do Kanye podcast. Hey, Kanye is the second most emo rapper, aside from Drake. That's true. Yeah. That is true. All right. Maybe Kid Cudi now. Oh, yeah. Oh, suicide trigger warning, sorry. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, Kid Cudi, mental health is important. It is. I'm glad he talked about it. Yeah, that was pretty brave of him. No, it was. I, I, like, <laughs> when I read, read that, I was like, oh, wow, that's very really forward. I know. Yeah. His post, I was like, that's actually really... I was like, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, okay, so now, now that we just had a little rap for into emo rap, 
Um, so I guess last question, which like whatever. Um, I want to know when did you realize this album like really mattered to you? Which you kind of touched on. Yeah. But if you want to say more, you can. When you did I realize? I mean, I feel like it was more like. I mean, for, for me, like I said, yeah, it was more like the culture around it, like, mm-hmm. more so than the album itself, like, you know, like, I don't listen to the album much anymore, I listened to it again for this, and I really, I liked it, I enjoyed listening to it, but it's not like something like Transatlanticism, mm-hmm. where I would, like, still listen to it, because, like, those songs mean a lot to me, like, they remind me of, like, very specific moments in my life, instead of just, like, a general, like, era of my life, when I was on a message board a lot, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, well, sorry you didn't do the Transatlanticism podcast. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure everybody can talk about that album for a long time. It's yeah, a great album. that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, so it me- that's the thing with emo albums, especially because I've, like, late high school, to- late late high school, I thought I was, like, a little bit too good for it, so I mm-hmm. kind of stopped for a little bit, and then I, like, have been revisiting through college and grad yeah. school. So I think it's meant different things to me at different points in my life. Mm-hmm. So like in ninth grade, I was like, oh, this is like super fun, catchy, like a few kind of like emo lines I could use in away messages mm-hmm. or in papers or whatever. And that was like a thing where I was like, this is cool. Yeah. And then again, it like repurposed itself with Logan. Yeah. Because that was like his thing. Like he has mm-hmm. like a coding caper tattoo. Gotcha. Um, so that was like a thing where I just associated with him and I like really liked him for a really mm-hmm. long time. So it was like, okay, this, like, connection to this dude I really like, right? Mm-hmm. And I listened to it a lot. And then after, like, the whole thing reformed me over, yeah. I was like, oh, now this is, like, this really negative thing. Mm-hmm. This really, like, traumatic thing listening to it. And it makes me feel really bad. Yeah. And then now, like, but I've been listening to it a lot mm-hmm. since April. And I also, because yeah. it just, like, it's, like, the sort of, it's, like, masochism and also, like, trying to, like, work through it. Yeah. So it's changed a lot. And, like, it's still changing because... I really like this album, and I'm purposely trying to create new yeah, memories totally, with it. Totally, yeah, yeah. So, so I think right now I'm at an interesting place with this album. Yeah. Um, and again, I wrote the poems kind of based on some mm-hmm. of the lyrics and the songs right. that are particularly kind of dark or fucked up, and yeah. like so that. So I think that's been like helpful. So it's interesting. It's yeah. Like been a lot of. Yeah, things. you have a really strong connection. With <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's been a lot of ups and downs, and mm-hmm. just important for a lot of reasons. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's it. So what would you what would you tell someone? I don't know if we actually ever really answered this in any of the podcasts. No, you did. You did. I remember. I remember. Yeah, um, I remember thinking about this question because I remember you asked it in another one, and uh, I didn't really. I don't really know. (laughs) Or would you? Would you even tell someone to listen to this album? I would have to like, you know, I don't think it's it's a super universal album. (laughs) Most people, no matter what kind of music they listen to, will find something to latch on to. I think like. Yeah. I don't know. I think you have to be of a kind of a specific mindset to, to like the album or like, like a specific kind of music, I think. It seems a little less... Yeah, it seems more... I don't know. But you have to like like crazy guitar stuff, mm-hmm. but also like really high-pitched singing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of different things yeah. going on there. They have yeah. a lot of fans, though. They do have a lot of fans. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I so think, I don't know. I think that's, that's a good point. I don't think it's universal also. And I think it's interesting because it doesn't sound like... Like, a lot of people wouldn't define it as email, right? So it's it's a little proggy, it's a little, yeah, all over the place, mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah, like, guitar riffs, and, yeah. um, but whatever, like, lyrically, and I think, cause, yeah, his voice is really, really, <laughs> I, I like his voice a lot, um, so I would say it's, it's, it's a lot of it's very catchy, I think they're yeah. good songwriters, mm-hmm. 
So I would say, like, yeah, definitely I listened to it at the right time in my life where mm-hmm. I was, like, in getting into that kind of music. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, a band that I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be hard for someone totally outside if I'm like, hey, listen to Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. I think some people, like, who maybe wouldn't think they would like it, like, maybe would like it more than, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. So they're like, I don't know. Yeah. But, but, like, yeah, no, if I wanted to, like, recommend it to, like, a fellow adult who's, like, yeah. in their late 20s, it's hard for me to think, like, yeah. don't worry about the lyrics that are, like, ridiculous for the most part. And, like, I hope yeah. you're okay with really, like, four really long songs on this album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if you can get past all that stuff, maybe you'll like the album. There's some really cool parts in it. <laughs> yeah. If someone already likes emo for a lot of the same reasons, that, like, you know, it's, like, melodramatic or voice or, like, mm-hmm. catchy or whatever... Name like I would maybe be like oh Kobe yeah 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 niche. I wouldn't necessarily like go my way to like this is the album you need to listen to no. you know? <laughs> this yeah. is a hypothetical if someone was like hey convince me to listen to this yeah. album but yeah I know that's like totally fair although I genuinely do think like if I hear if I hear like Blood Red Summer or something I'm like immediately like oh fuck yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I've known this album for ten years right so yeah it's a long time. 13 years. Oh, yeah, I guess they're... Oh, my God. I know. Everything is ending. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, we're that's, old. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. That's, that's that the last, is that the yeah, last question? Yeah. I didn't really go in depth about Logan, which is good. I is that feel, good? Yeah. I feel fine about cool. it. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to... Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Um, well, I want to thank Tim for being on this podcast. Yeah, this was really fun. For listening to me talk about believe, a boy. Believe it or not, no, that's 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 that's. I mean, that's what this kind of music that's is all true. about. Right? It's, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> like this boy to fuck me out there. I'm and 27 if, and it's still. Or if you're a guy, it's like, or this girl who I perceive fucked me over. You know, <laughs> yeah, in reality, yeah. I was just awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes, thank you, Tim. Yeah, this was great. Um, Thanks for having me in your house to do this. You're welcome. I'm looking at two acoustic guitars and a rock band guitar, so you guys must rock out a lot here. We never do. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And every roommate has come home during this podcast, so. Yeah? Yeah. It's a never. I know, that never happens. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm normally trying to think of, like, a line to end it on, but I don't don't want it. If you can think of the most fucked up Coe's line, we can end it on that. Oh. Um, (laughs) we, We said them all. I know, we did say a lot of them. Oh man, uh, this is a bad way to end this podcast. You put a lot of pressure on us. This I'm is sorry. this is seeing it this way. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>